Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you might be <coughs> uh, listening to or viewing the National Council's <coughs> 30th Annual Arab U.S. Uh, Policymakers Conference, uh, dealing this particular year with a range of uncertainties amidst tension in the region. And the region is seldom devoid of tension, uh, like every other region, including North America. Uh, and people oftentimes can humorously make reference to the region uh, having two kinds of oil, uh, turmoil, and the other kind. Uh, Saudi Arabia is in the midst of the region <clears throat> as the single largest country. Uh, in fact, it can be likened to a continent in some ways, more than a country. <clears throat> Ponder the implications that flow from the following fact. Saudi Arabia has 13 neighbors. The United States uh, majority population would say we have two neighbors, uh, Mexico and Canada, uh, with both uh, having good relations with the United States and vice versa. But what if the United States had 13 neighbors? Uh, just imagine the enormity of the complexity of having to administer and have diplomatic relations and communications and intelligence uh, dynamics uh, with all 13 of them uh, simultaneously, uh, not one after the other. We have <clears throat> to help us understand the kingdom's situation, <clears throat> which is transitioning and transforming uh, as we speak and as we listen and as we view the embassy's own official spokesperson is going to help us navigate the kingdom's 2030 vision, uh, which can be likened, as Saudi Arabians do liken it, to a blueprint for a more vibrant, relevant, pertinent, peaceful, secure, stable, and prosperous uh, Middle East. To do this, we have uh, Fahad Nazar who is the embassy's official spokesperson. You cannot uh, get a more direct uh, representation of the embassy and the Saudi Arabian government's positions, its perspectives, its actions, its attitudes, its policies, uh, than to hear from the official spokesperson himself. Uh, Fahad Nazar has himself personified being a bridge between Saudi Arabia and the United States and vice versa. He spent much of the formative years of his upbringing in the United States where his father was a career diplomat, but posted especially to the permanent mission of Saudi Arabia to the United Nations in New York. And this was where uh, Fahad Nazar obtained his higher education. He is much published Imagine anyone being able to uh, have a byline in Newsweek, CNN, foreign affairs, foreign policy, national interest, and other uh, notable American widely read and respected publications. He focuses at the embassy on political issues, economic issues, social issues, and particularly the government affairs dynamics, which requires that he remain abreast of the rapid changing developments regarding the kingdom's modernization and America's role uh, as its 
principal, longest standing, great power, friend, ally, and partner. Uh, without further ado, uh, introduce Fahad Nazar. And this session will follow on the one that we had previously, and that was addressed by Delano Roosevelt and Abdurrahman al-Bakr. Delano Roosevelt being the president of the U.S. Saudi Arabian Business Council, Abdurrahman uh, al-Bakr being the Saudi Arabian deputy, uh, deputy minister of their new ministry of investment uh, to facilitate trade, investment, technology, cooperation, and the establishment of joint commercial ventures between American companies and Saudi Arabian firms. Fahad Nazar. Good afternoon. My name is Fahad Nazar. I'm the official spokesperson for the Embassy of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in Washington. It is my distinct honor to address the 30th annual Arab U.S. Policymakers Conference this year. I would like to thank Dr. John Duke Anthony and Mr. Patrick Mancino for this kind invitation. As some of you may know, I was an international fellow at the Council prior to my appointment as the embassy spokesperson by His Royal Highness Prince Khalid bin Salman in early 2019. The Council's work and programs continue to make an enormous contribution to informing the public discourse on U.S. relations with the nations of the Middle East. I would also like to express my gratitude to Her Royal Highness Ambassador Rima Badal Saud, the Kingdom's Ambassador to the United States, and my boss, for giving me the honor of delivering these remarks. Her Highness's remarks to the conference last year were nothing short of inspirational, and I have no illusions that I have a very tall order ahead of me today. At the outset, I must admit that I was looking forward to delivering these remarks in person. You see, this address is something of a departure for me. While I am speaking in my official capacity as the embassy spokesperson, I'm also speaking as a proud Saudi. As someone who is privileged to not only speak on the kingdom's behalf and about its policies, policies that have promoted peace, stability, and prosperity in the region and beyond, but I am also speaking as somebody who spends much of my day speaking with Americans from all walks of life, journalists, scholars, former senior officials, business leaders, and students, I speak to them about the amazing transformation that is currently underway in Saudi Arabia. The transformation that I'm referring to is what we call Vision 2030. The vision is a broad package of economic and social reforms that was unveiled by His Royal Highness Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman back in 2016 and it is main objectives is to empower citizens to invest in the future and to create a diverse, prosperous, and sustainable economy, all while improving the quality of life for Saudi citizens and residents alike. Broadly speaking, the vision's three main objectives are the creation of a vibrant society, a thriving economy, and an ambitious nation. While it is true that one of the main objectives of the vision is to reduce the kingdom's economy's dependence on all revenues by empowering the private sector to become the engine of the economy, it is also true that the vision has put the development of a number of sectors like mining, renewable energy, information technology, tourism, and entertainment at the center of this transformation. After all, the development model that worked very well for us back in 1970 when our population 
was just a little over 5 million people, is simply not viable today, now that our population has just crossed 35 million. But the vision is much more than a set of economic and social reforms. The vision, the vision is a comprehensive development plan that is redefining what it means to be a Saudi. It is redefining who we are as a people and recasting our role in the Middle East, the Islamic world, and the broader international community. The vision has ushered in a new era in Saudi Arabia, an era where ingenuity, innovation, and hard work are embraced and encouraged. It is an era where efficiency, transparency, and accountability have become the norm, and where each and every Saudi citizen understands that just as the government has responsibilities, each citizen also has obligations to his and her country. It is an era where young women and men can quickly advance to senior positions in both the private and the public sector if they demonstrate their competence and capability. Unlike countries that are experiencing what is called as brain drain, as some of their citizens look elsewhere for career and business opportunities, Saudi Arabia is retaining the overwhelming majority of its brightest, most promising youth. It is in fact attracting talented young men and women, as well as seasoned professionals from all over the world who realize the tremendous opportunities for professional and personal growth that currently exist in the kingdom, what some people call brain gain. Because of Vision 2030, Saudis of both genders feel and are acting like stakeholders, stakeholders who are not only moving this exciting stage of our development forward, but who are also competing with their peers around the world in an increasingly interconnected global economy. Not only that, but with this new mindset, being Saudi also means not standing on the sidelines. It means being proactive. It means playing a leadership role whenever possible. It also means that wherever you are, there's an opportunity, or better yet, an expectation to do some good to improve the human condition. This new mindset is on display everywhere in the kingdom. We see it every day, but it is also seen every day abroad. For instance, we witnessed it last year when hundreds of Saudi doctors who are completing their residency in some 40 countries around the world decided to extend their stay so that they could assist their host countries as they confronted the COVID-19 pandemic. Vision 2030's whole of society approach has made us a more hopeful, a more positive, a more engaged, and a better informed people who are more connected to the rest of the world. We Saudis are proud of our history. We are proud of our culture. We are proud of our heritage, but we can also hardly contain our excitement as we think about the prospects for the future. The vision in many ways reflects the diverse wealth and potential for the kingdom which sits at the crossroads of three continents and which also serves as a cornerstone of stability and opportunity both for our citizens and partners around the world. It is also a reflection of the kingdom's status as the home of the two holy mosques and the heart of both the Arab and the Muslim worlds. The vision has opened up Saudi Arabia to the world and in many ways has opened up the world to Saudi Arabia. Five years into its implementation, the vision has already transformed the way business is done 
and the way that the government governs. And here I say with absolute certainty, the vision is on track. In fact, in certain aspects, it is ahead of schedule. We will continue to evaluate and adjust its various elements, but we are moving forward full speed ahead. We're moving forward because we live in a different and ever-changing world and face a new set of challenges, many of which are global in nature. We have said that development of our human capital, which we consider to be our greatest asset, as our main priority. That is why we are investing many of our resources into our education and healthcare sectors. We have fully embraced the fact that we are part of a global interdependent community. We have also come to realize that many nations in the world, and certainly in the Middle East and the Islamic world, have come to expect Saudi Arabia to lead to lead not just the region, but in certain instances, to lead globally uh, in addressing some of the more difficult challenges facing the global economy. In many ways, we have embraced this leadership role. For instance, for decades, Saudi Arabia has been a leader in ensuring that international energy markets are stable and balanced. Our energy policies take into, the, into account the interests of oil producers, oil importers, as well as investors. And we will continue to consult with our partners, both energy producers and importers, to make sure that energy markets are balanced and stable over the long term. When the world faced its greatest public health challenge in decades in the form of the COVID-19 pandemic last year, Saudi Arabia led by focusing the international community's energy and resources on the pandemic. As president of the G20 group last year, our leadership convened the first ever virtual summit back in March, just as the pandemic was casting its long shadow on the public health and the international economy. The G20 summits and the economic support that Saudi Arabia pledged to the international effort to develop diagnostics, treatments, and vaccines were critical steps towards the progress that the international community has made in recent months. The investments that Saudi Arabia made in education reforms and digitization of government services allowed us to transition more easily to online learning without making it too burdensome on our students or our teachers for that matter. That too was a manifestation of Vision 2030. The mindset shift that has been the key to success of Vision 2030 has also empowered Saudis representing different segments of society and sectors of the economy to adopt a proactive approach. It is an approach that doesn't see obstacles, instead it sees opportunities for innovation, ingenuity, and new technologies everywhere. Saudi Arabia is no doubt blessed to be the birthplace of Islam and the location of its two holy sites in Mecca and Medina. Over the decades, we have spared no cost or effort to make the Hajj and the Umrah as safe and as secure as possible. Muslims will always welcome, will always be welcome to Mecca and Medina, we realize because of them, we occupy a special status in the Muslim world. And because of that, we are uniquely positioned to play a leadership role in the greater Islamic world. We are leading the way in restoring the essence of Islam, a religion of compassion, moderation, and peace. That is why we are proud of having played a role in convening the largest ever gathering of Muslim scholars back in 2019 and Mecca. It was a gathering that led to what is called as the Mecca Declaration, 
The declaration embraced the diversity of the Muslim community and stressed the importance of peaceful coexistence with followers of other faiths. It is also why we have welcomed leaders of other faiths to Saudi Arabia, and it is why our leaders have met with leaders of other faiths when they traveled overseas. It is because of our unique status in the Islamic world that terrorist groups like Al-Qaeda and ISIS have targeted our leadership, our security personnel, our energy installations, and even our holiest sites in Mecca and Medina. You see, they know that when our leaders call their brutality, hypocrisy, and ignorance antithetical to the teachings of true Islam, Muslims around the world take note. Saudi Arabia has used every tool at its disposal to target the men, the money, and the mindset that has allowed terrorist groups in the past to threaten communities around the world and even entire nations. We will continue to fight terror groups and extremism in all its forms until the scourge of terrorism is no more. More recently, Saudi Arabia has even taken the lead on addressing the impact of climate change and environmental degradation on the region. The kingdom and the region no doubt face significant climate challenges. They include desertification, dust storms, air pollution, in addition to endemic water scarcity. The kingdom believes that by harnessing the power of science, technology, and innovation, we can solve many of these challenges, most of which are global in nature. That is why we outlined what we are calling the Saudi Green Initiative and the Middle East Green Initiative at an international conference that was held in Riyadh last month. We convened leaders from around the region and around the world to coordinate efforts to protect the environment and to counter climate change. We presented a roadmap for the region to reduce carbon emissions by more than 10% of global commitments. The kingdom is already well on its way to altering its energy mix so that 50% of its energy needs will come from renewable sources by the year 2030. Saudi Arabia is investing heavily in the development of clean energy, especially solar and wind. In fact, we are also leading in the development of a new source of clean energy called blue and green hydrogen. We believe that climate action will in fact enhance competitiveness, park innovation, and create millions of high quality jobs around the world. Another initiative that was announced at SGI will provide clean fuel to 750 million people around the world. If that wasn't enough, we are also implementing a plan to plant 10 billion, and that's billion with a B, trees in the kingdom alone, and another 40 billion trees across the region over the next decade or so. These region-wide initiatives will enhance the sharing of information, they will enhance technology and best practices to allow the region to address climate change faster. There's no doubt that Vision 2030 is uniquely Saudi. It is designed to meet our needs and to further our interests. At the same time, it could potentially serve as a model or a framework for other nations in the region, many of which face similar challenges. When it comes to the economic reforms of the vision, the changes have been very easy to measure. We have made doing business easier and faster. We have streamlined our regulations. We have made our laws more transparent, more equitable, and our licensing procedures less cumbersome. Five years into the implementation of Vision 2030, these notable achievements are too many to list here. 
However, the headlines at global news outlets, as well as reports from international financial institutions, including the World Bank and the IMF, have been very telling. For instance, a few days ago, Bloomberg reported that Saudi Arabia's economy grew at the fastest rate in nearly a decade. A few weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal noted that foreign direct investment increased by 1,500% compared to a similar time frame last year. Saudi IPOs are setting records and are massively oversubscribed. At the same time, Saudi Arabia's rankings on several world indexes improved markedly between 2016 and 2021. Reports that track metrics like competitiveness, digital governance, the empowerment of women, and the ease of doing business have uh, improved by leaps and bounds, and people around the world have taken note. From 2016 to 2020, the Saudi female labor participation rate increased from 19% to 33%, and that means that we have already exceeded the benchmark that was set by Vision 2030 10 years earlier than planned. Having attended the Future Investment Initiative Conference in Riyadh last week, it is clear to me that the international business community sees nothing but tremendous opportunities for investment and growth in the Saudi market. That is why we are providing many incentives for companies to invest and to establish, establish operations and headquarters in the kingdom. By establishing new business partnerships and facilitating the flow of goods, people, and capital, Saudi Arabia is seeking to increase interconnectivity and economic integration across the region. In the Saudi Arabia of today, we are shattering stereotypes every day. We are leading the way in helping the region gain a better understanding of its history. That is why we have invited archaeologists and other scientists to the kingdom to explore and to search for clues about the rich history of the Arabian Peninsula, which remains very much underappreciated. These scientists have made dozens of startling new discoveries, some going back to prehistoric times that we believe will recast how the world thinks of the peninsula and its place in history. Saudi film festivals, like the Red Sea Film Festival, are being developed to meet the Vision's 2030 quality of life objectives. As we speak, there are at least two major motion pictures that I'm aware of, uh, American major uh, motion pictures, that are starting production in Al Arda region in the kingdom. This is in addition, of, of course, to the fact that we have, over the past few years, we have hosted several world-class sporting events, including the Formula E, the Dakar Rally. We've hosted a tennis cup, as well as the WWE crown jewel in Saudi Arabia. It is important to note that these events are not only introducing Saudis to new sports and world-class athletes, but they also are in many ways introducing the world to our historic treasures and natural wonders. The development of our giga projects are moving full speed ahead. These large scale projects in different regions of the kingdom will develop different industries, including technology, energy, logistics, tourism, entertainment, and education. Saudi Arabia has also made great strides towards achieving greater gender equality, especially over the past five years. Our leadership has made it very clear that the future of the kingdom depends on empowering women and on providing them with the opportunities to succeed both at home and at the workplace. And here I must stress that Saudi Arabia's foreign policy is also consistent with Vision 2030. It is a vision for a peaceful, stable, and prosperous region. 
instead of being synonymous with instability, violence, and turmoil, the Middle East could easily be transformed if, and only if, every region adopted policies based on a strict adherence to the pillars of the rules-based international order. In Saudi Arabia, we believe in the peaceful resolution of conflict. The use of force is always our recourse of last resort. However, make no mistake, Saudi Arabia will defend its people and our land if they come under threat. Across the region and around the world, we support internationally recognized state institutions. We also support multilateral collective efforts, especially those under the auspices of the United Nations. We also oppose interference in the domestic affairs of other nations or supporting militant non-state actors that work outside the confines of the laws and conventions of the international community. In Yemen, we are doing everything that we can to restore peace, stability, and prosperity. A stable and prosperous Yemen is good for the kingdom, it is good for the region, and it is good for the world. Our support to the legitimate government of Yemen and the $18 billion that we have provided our neighbor to the south in the form of economic assistance and humanitarian aid is a stark contrast to what the Houthi militia has been doing in Yemen over the past six years. The approach they have used is an approach that is determined to undermine the laws and the norms of the international community. And it is also a mindset that perceives violence as both an end and a means in itself. It is a destructive mindset that propagates a hateful ideology that has indoctrinated little children into fearing others and also loving death. Free from interference of outside powers and the destructive influence of militant non-state actors, we believe that all nations in the Middle East could become success stories. There's no doubt that we have tired of the false narratives propagated by various militant actors over the years. Narratives that have brought nothing but violence, death, and destruction to the region. The reality, of course, is that the so-called resistance forces over the years have done nothing to the stability and the prosperity and the sovereignty of their respective countries. In fact, it is the only thing that they have resisted. We in the Arab world must do better. We can do better, and in Saudi Arabia, we are certainly on a better path and aiming for a brighter future. Over the past few months, I have been privileged to accompany a number of delegations from the United States to the kingdom. Some of them have included former senior officials or think tankers, while others have included business leaders. Many of the visitors have told me that the visits to the kingdom have been inspiring, incredibly enriching, and even life-changing. They have also been invaluable to me. For one thing, I had, they have allowed me to keep a close tab on the changes that are happening in the kingdom. The pace of change in the kingdom is so rapid that you can sometimes see it unfold right before your eyes if you just spend a mere couple of weeks uh, in Riyadh, Jeddah, or anywhere else in the kingdom. These trips and visits to the kingdom have also allowed me to see more of the kingdom, including awe-inspiring sites like the Madain Saleh and Al-Ula, which is one of five UNESCO World Heritage Sites uh, that the kingdom currently has. And here I must also note that often the most rewarding part of these visits is the first 24 hours. It is during those, that first day, those first 24 hours, that these visitors will come to me and 
tell me that everything that they had heard about the kingdom, our history, our customs, traditions, women, youth, and our leaders was one thing, but the reality on the ground was something very different. We continue to shatter stereotypes every day in the kingdom. We shatter stereotypes about women who are now leaders in every sector of the economy. We're shattering stereotypes when it comes to energy production. Saudi Arabia is not just an oil exporter anymore. We are an energy producer. We're also shattering stereotypes about the Middle East, a region that has unfortunately been dismissed by many as mired in centuries-old conflicts for far too long. We Saudis are not a stereotype. We are proud, we are capable, and we're making a big difference in the world. To understand us, no newspaper article or even book can truly capture the excitement that we as Saudis feel every day when we hear about a new investment, a new initiative, or a groundbreaking technology that one of our young women or men has invented. Saudi Arabia, as I said, is opening to the world. In 2019, we started issuing tourist visas. You can apply for one online very easily. The process literally takes minutes. If you have a chance, come visit Saudi Arabia. Talk to our young Saudi women and men. Learn about our initiatives and reforms. Come and see our sites, taste our food, listen to our music, and judge for yourself. Thank you for your time.